material, I'm gonna go over some notes um, from Ann Hughes, who was one of the adapted physical education teachers of the year in North Carolina, or in the, in the whole nation. So she's one of the best adapted PE teachers in the country. Um, she's been my mentor since I've been an adapted physical education teacher. And um, she's really kind of set the pace as far as what to expect and how to teach in the pool. I'm gonna go ahead and try to find that real quick. Where'd I put it? I just had it. Too much. So effective teaching strategies for adapted aquatics, establish skills that work for you first. So if you need extra flotation devices, use extra flotation devices. You'll have access to two noodles for you and two noodles for them, a flotation device for you, a flotation device for them, weights that are flotation devices, and then also um, we have thicker noodles if you really need extra support. So however, just be creative and be flexible. So be able to change if you need to use the warmer pool uh, or the deeper end, uh, it's a little bit warmer. So if you're working with Supreme or Christian that utilize wheelchairs, they, they probably like being in the warmer pool and um, just be adaptable, okay? Keep students' attention. Uh, best way you can do that is just consistently communicate, try to have eye-to-eye -eye conversation. Uh, first couple weeks might be a little hard, but try to build some type of communication pattern. Whether it's every time you see them, it's a handshake, or every time you see them, it's hey, Supreme, or hey, Christian, or whatever it is, try to develop some type of communication pattern. Even if they're not verbal or communicating with you, um, try to talk to them, keep talking to them. Uh, even if they don't respond, uh, it's fine. You know, Try to have some type of conversation. Always be in a position that permits you, other staff, and students to see and hear each other. So try not to be in a corner of the pool, um, you know, or somewhere that we can't see you or out of the picture. Um, try to stay, you know, where the lifeguard can see you and I can see you. Give clear, concise directions. Um, try to be minimal in what you say. For freestyle, you might say, try to keep your belly up. Um, you know, you might say flutter feet, or you might have a, a different word for flutter kick. You might call it, I don't know, you might make up something, okay? It might be a power man kick that you've developed with them because they really like um, characters, or maybe they like Spongebob, or maybe you're just relating it to, you know, what they're like um, personally. Assess students of their needs. So I have some... Uh, examples of assessments that I'll be passing out in a little bit of what we look at and basically we have a swim se sequencing where we'll all kind of work together on the first day you won't have any type of plan do or anything like that but basically eventually you'll be creating lesson plans that might look like something like this so I'll, I'll pass some out for examples 
Okay. And these are just different types of lesson plans. doesn't have a sheet or all right so basically what we do is we create schedules and the schedules are based off of the Red Cross assessments they're based off of all the assessments that are also in here so each of you will be getting uh, something that looks similar to this um, some of you it might be different so if you are working with somebody that utilizes a wheelchair you might have a totally different setup or uh, assessment okay um, for example an activity sequence float on float on your front for 30 seconds breathe when needed front crawl with rhythmic breathing for 12 yards. These would be probably later, later assessments. Float on back, uh, bob your head for 10 seconds, um, bob underneath the water five times. Um, it could be push and pull the side of the pool. It could be flutter kick the feet for 30 seconds. Um, and then the lesson plans will pretty much, will be you taking the swim sequencing objectives that we'll go through today um, and then putting them in your own lesson plan. So for example, when we first get up there, uh, when we first, what's the first thing that we do with our mentees when we first get up there? What's the first thing we want them to do? What do they have to do first? Okay, get changed, okay, then what? Meet the lifeguard, good. So number two is meet the lifeguard, and then three is go to your lane. The lifeguard's gonna make sure that their equipment's on right. Um, the, uh, the lifeguard's also gonna acknowledge that student, so that that student knows that there is somebody that is in the pool that can save them, okay? Um, give positive feedback. It's really important for you to tell them that they're doing a good job. If they're learning, if they're developing, if they're you know, doing exactly what you tell them to do, tell them, be like, you're doing a really good job. You're, you're doing really good at listening or whatever, it, whatever uh, their communication is. Be consistent in your routine. So we'll be very consistent. The swim lab is probably the most consistent and most structured um, out of the gym and the swim programs that we have because it, it really is a sequence. And we're gonna kind of go over that on the board today and, and what I mean by that. Strategies to communicate, establish a relationship and trust. So that first day is huge. Ask them questions, um, ask them about their day, ask them how they feel. If they can't tell you how they feel, maybe draw a picture, one uh, you know, happy, sad face, and then maybe just a straight line face, and then say, hey, circle a picture of how you feel today. So if you're not able to communicate, be creative, be adaptable. Um, what is the person's primary language? Are they primarily nonverbal? Are they primarily uh, verbal? Know how they communicate. Um, 
check for understanding. Uh, ask them if they understand. If they don't understand, um, have them tell you that. Always demonstrate what you want them to do before you, you have them do it. So don't just say, all right, I want you to do a freestyle down and back. You know, go with them, show them what you mean by that. Photos, picture exchange. So obviously I, I passed out some schedules, uh, some old student examples of, you know, how long they're gonna be doing it for, what they want them to complete, and then a picture of the exercise or a cartoon picture or a symbol of what that is to that person. So yours will be specific to your mentee, but it might be the same routine each week. Um, but you might have to adapt it, you know, based on their development. So if they are developing, then you're gonna have to add on to your lessons. Um, one direction at a time, you're not going from one, two to three, all the way to four. Just make sure that you start with one, two, three, and four. Um, you can use a communication board. So some of them, like I said, will communicate better if they have a schedule to look at during the day or so they know exactly what they're gonna do. Safe and effective physical support. Ask permission to touch. So you're gonna say, hey, is it okay if I help you put on your flotation device? Instead of just trying to put their flotation device on. And then also making sure the straps go all the way around them. Because I've, I've seen mentors uh, use the buckle and get uh, their stomach pinched. So making sure that you put the equipment on right as well. Describe touch, I'm gonna touch you lightly on your back. I'm gonna put my hand underneath your back and support you. So whatever it is, describe what you're gonna do. Be sensitive to skin conditions, tactile defensiveness, joint stability, gender issues, good touch, bad touch, okay? Just be aware that we're all different and not everyone wants to be supported physically, especially when we're um, uh, in a environment like the swim area where we're wearing uh, less clothes. Support at trunk, waist, and shoulders. Those are the appropriate places to support. So at the waist, the trunk, and the shoulders. Provide balance support. So if you see that they're not really able to balance, Ask them if you can help them balance, describe what balance is, and describe them why it's important to balance. Balance is going to help them move through the water instead of just go down, okay? Um, so basically, adaptive aquatics constitutes aquatic instruction and recreation for individuals with disabilities of all ages, various physical, sensory, and mental disabilities, and they all need and possess the legal right to have opportunities in the same environments in the same ways as none uh, for people without disabilities. Regardless of the type of severity of disability, most aquatic instructional sequences and progressions are appropriate and applicable for use with individuals with disabilities. Basically, we don't have to change, we don't have to change the swim program, we just adapt the swim program. So we're not doing anything different to start, we're doing exactly what we would do with any population, but some of us are going to go at a slower pace, some of us are going to stay on pace with the class, and then some of us are gonna go maybe uh, more advanced. Maybe you'll be the one jumping off the diving board with your mentee this semester. Maybe you're gonna be the one helping them learn how to dive for the first time. So I do want some of the, our students that are more advanced to learn more advanced skills, okay? Um, some of them might just be getting more comfortable in the water uh, and maybe it's gonna be you physically assisting most of the time. And so for two of our individuals, Two of you are gonna be physically assisting basically um, the whole time uh, with everything that we do, okay? Uh, and then we'll have two individuals who will need occupational help uh, or help you know, physically and a little bit behaviorally 
um, but not everything will be hands-on. So two of them will be kind of 50-50, and then I think majority um, will be pretty independent in the pool, okay? Um, safety is critical. Uh, safety is the biggest part of adapted aquatics. Flotation devices should only be used under direct supervision of an instructor. Should not be a substitute for lifeguard, surveillance, or instructional in skills. So, obviously, you got to have a lifeguard when you're having any type of program. Um, safety is always number one. Flotation devices should only be used until independence and or appropriate skills can be developed. So, if you see that they're able to uh, progress after a flotation device, and you see uh, no problem with them taking it off in the pool, and they seem fine then they, can, they don't have to actually use it, okay? Um, all safety rules participation safeguards should apply. Walking on deck is probably the biggest one because that's the easiest way to fall and hurt yourself and you're not even in the pool. So the most, uh, most of the students are gonna have to be told to slow down, uh, especially our younger students. We're gonna be working with older students first and then once the younger students come, they're a little bit Quicker and they're a little bit more likely to run on the deck. So first day, if it happens, uh, obviously we'll tell them first rule will be not to run on deck. Second rule, meet the lifeguard and, and listen to her directions. Okay. Water safety education skills should be integrated with aquatic activities regardless of the type of aquatic activity for functional level of the participation. So we're always trying to teach functional skills, whether it's uh, uh, getting movement exploration in the pool, comfortable in the pool, or swim skills, and be in a position that permits you and your participant to see and hear each other. So always uh, you know, try not to be on the other side of the pool um, unless they're very, very independent, okay? Um, I do expect you to kind of be with them as much as you can, but some of you are gonna notice that the, some of them might be more advanced than us at swimming. So what do we do in that circumstance? Uh, try to keep up. Uh, <laughs> root them on, be like, you're doing awesome, you're doing better than me, that type of thing. Um, and that's totally fine, so I, I definitely expect that. So I'm just gonna go and show you kind of like a quick overview of how I set up the schedule. And then we'll head upstairs. And I won't worry about giving you these sheets today, what I'm gonna give you um, when we see our mentees, but basically this is a swim sequence not everyone has these, I pass out the lesson plans, but the swim sequence will tell you exactly what to do. One, meet lifeguard, get equipment, socialize. Tells you exactly what I expect, okay? Find lane, sit down on edge of pool, socialize. Red light, green light, flutter kicks, move. Front call, stroke, seated on edge of pool. Backstroke, side stroke, seated on edge of pool. So everyone will get a swimming a sequence uh, at the beginning of class next week and then I'll also give you some plastic folders so that you can have it on the edge of the pool so that way at all times you have options so let's just say we're doing a five minute lap swim on that first day or second day and you don't know what to do you'll have this sequence guide so you'll either be able to regress or progress at any time that you need to and then when you create a lesson plan during the warm-up yes I'm gonna want everyone to do the same thing and I'm gonna try to keep us in a routinely manner but some of us are gonna have to adapt and instruct differently and that's what the difference is in the lesson plan so lesson plan is gonna describe how you're gonna teach your mentee where the sim swim sequence is really just gonna set you up for what to teach so you're gonna show me how to teach on the lesson plan 
This, this is going to tell you uh, what to teach. All right. So the first thing we would set up for our students, and it'll be a little sloppy today, and I'll I'll create a better board next time. Is we put their names here. Okay. We put the week. So week one, week two, week three. Four, let's just say four and five. So today we're gonna be week one. We'll put our names here. How many people are in this class? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so I'll have you all put your name on the board before we head up. Okay. Now what am I going to do here is I'm going to keep track of something. So every week we're going to be assessing. We're going to be assessing how long they can float on their back with support, how long can they float on their back without support, how fast can they uh, kickboard one lap down from one end to the other end. And so I'll have challenges for us that we'll complete together and then you'll have some challenges that you'll do on your own that I won't necessarily assess, but I'll always be asking you for some type of assessment just so that you can look at the progression. So we're always gonna look at how many laps I can do in five minutes. So that will refer to our schedule. So when the students get here, we'll have a schedule set up. All right, first thing is first, what's number one? Meet the lifeguard. What else? Socialize. Get equipment. Get equipment. Good. So we'll just put equipment. Okay. Number two. What do you think number two would be? What's that? Find your lane. Find your lane. All right. We could put. We could put that for number one. So what would be number two? Warm up, good. Okay, and then basically when I make a schedule, I wanna have it pretty basic, not too many words. So two, warm up, and three is gonna be our five minute lap swim. Four is gonna be swim skills. Five is gonna be kickboarding and gliding today. And then six is gonna be free time. And that's when they can also do the jumping as well. So basically six different things. Um, Sometimes it might be four things, sometimes it might be five things. It just depends on the day and what we're teaching, okay? Then what we do is we put the time here and we figure out how long all this should take. Okay, so 12.45 to one is the time that we're meeting the lifeguard, getting to your lane, and getting your equipment. The warm-up 
should be from 1 to 110. Okay, that's stuff outside the pool and inside the pool. What are some things we can do on the edge of the pool? We can do some kicking, red light, green light. What else could we do? Arm circles. We could show them breaststroke, show them freestyle, show them backstroke. See if they know what those are. So we'll go over all the strokes on land first. All right, five minute warm up, obviously. So I like to try to do that each day at the same time to get everyone in a routine. And then that way everyone knows that for five minutes we want to see how many laps we can get. Now let's just say you get one lap or a half a lap. That's totally fine. Some of us are going to get four. Um, miss, uh, small, small amount of us will be able to get five or six. All right. Swim skills, 115 to 120. Okay, let me just make sure that's right. Yep, so five minutes working on any skill that you choose, whether it's breaststroke, freestyle. Um, actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna change this, because that's not right. This was for a different, uh, different week. So for, for four, we're gonna do float on back, or just put float, okay? And all I want them to do here, and we'll do that today, is just basically relax in the pool, okay? It shouldn't have been swim skills, okay? I wouldn't want to go from a five-minute lap swim to five minutes of a swim skill. So just now, I just adapted and modified because it didn't make sense, okay? Um, now from 120 to about, let's see, 135. So about 15 minutes, we'll do some kickboarding and gliding. So we'll probably go down and back with the kickboard and then we'll focus on gliding. So if, does anyone know what gliding is in the water? So what would a glide be? So, so basically when you push off the side of the pool and glide, you just sprawl out. You can glide on your stomach and you can glide on your back. I like, we like to teach it because it teaches them to push off the side of the pool. So gliding and kickboarding we'll do for that. And then from 135 to 140 will be the time where you can jump in the pool. And then from 140 to 145, we basically transition out of the pool. Okay, so if, they, if they're wondering what exactly they're gonna be doing for those 40 minutes in the pool, you notice that it's only 40 minutes because it takes about five minutes to get out, put things back, and about 10 minutes to change, and then it's two o'clock. Okay, so that's basically our schedule. Um, and then I'll put over here assessments. Okay. I'll put the names of the student again. And this is where I'll look at different assessments, okay? So, I have BU for bubbles. How long can you blow bubbles for in the water? And that's going to sh show us what? How long they can hold their breath. And why is holding your breath important in the pool? You can't breathe underwater, okay? Um, breath control is the biggest part of swimming, right? If you 
if you can't control your breathing in the water, you're going to what? You're gonna panic, you're gonna be frustrated, you're gonna take in water. So breath control is huge. If you tell them to blow bubbles in the pool and they can only do it for two seconds, what is that telling you? Not that they shouldn't go underwater, but they might just not be comfortable putting their face in the water. They might not be comfortable in the water. So if it is two seconds, that shows you as a mentor, maybe they haven't been swimming in a while, or maybe they're not comfortable putting their face in the water. And if you're not comfortable putting your face in the water, when you go swimming, you, you can't help but get your face wet. So right off the bat, we wanna know how long can they blow bubbles for in the water. All right, we'll put the five, a five here for the five minute lap swim. We'll put a K for the kickboard. And then we'll do uh, a G for the glide, okay? And what we'll do here is I can set up cones on the side of the pool, a green cone and a red cone and like a, uh, I don't know, a purple cone. And then you can see if they can glide for five feet, 10 feet, or maybe 15 feet, okay? And so in these boxes here, okay, so let's just say one of our students can blow bubbles for 15 seconds. They got four laps in the five minute uh, lap swim. They're able to go down the pool with their kickboard in 30 seconds, and they're able to glide for five feet. So this would be an example of an authentic assessment because then I would put those numbers here, okay, so number three be 15, 4, 30, and then 5. Alright, now I have four different things I can progress each week or I can interchange these. Okay, so the assessments might change, but I'm always going to do the five minute lap swim, okay? And I might do the same three, I might do these assessments here for three weeks, and then I'm, I might change them, okay? It might be something else. But this gives me and the instructor something to measure, um, and I can keep all the stats on the board each week, and then we can examine those stats, and that, that way um, all the assessment stays authentic. It doesn't just get lost, right? So no matter what, when they leave, this should be filled up. I know what happened with everybody, and then that way we're accountable for what we're actually doing. We're not just going in the pool, and just jumping in the water. We actually have a game plan, and we're also, we're also trying to progress those skills. So if we got 15 on week one, we have something to look forward to. And a lot of the times, the students are gonna like the whiteboard more than me or you. They might be more they might give the whiteboard more attention than they give you because it's just, you know, once, once we get creative with it and if somebody wants to do it for me, it can look really good. Right now it's just a very sloppy sketch of it, but this is basically how I kind of set up my swim program. And you can do this for fitness too, right? This could say push-up, sit-up, pacer score, trunk lift, uh, back scratch, shoulder reach test and you could have different assessments each week, or then you could have a main assessment, maybe like a cardio one each week, and then switch them every three weeks, okay? Then every three weeks you can change. Now, if we were with this group for 12 weeks, it would be really cool to see their progression, but our first group that we're with is only with us for 
for about four or five weeks, and then we're with a group for about four or five weeks after that, okay? So we're gonna be with two groups, one high school age, and then one will be a little bit younger, all right? Now, I do have four students that I need to make sure that I have mentees for today. Um, I was just gonna put a dot in the top right corner of your box here. Um, who thinks that they will be able to kind of work with somebody that has like higher needs? Does anybody in that category think they can help with our four people? And what's the name again? Emily? Okay. I think I'm gonna have, Emily, I'll have you with um, Logan. Okay, and then three more, okay, Haley, okay, I'll have you with Harley, and then we have Christian and Supreme who both utilize the wheelchairs that will probably need help kind of picking up, getting in, and then for these individuals, you're physically not going to be doing as much as most people, so this I'm not saying you'll be doing less, but you'll be swimming less in the pool. You'll be more just physically assisting, more occupational therapy. Is any two people, and that's Cassie and Stacy. Cassie, I'll have you with Christian. Stacy, I'll have you with Supreme. And you two will be working together, so get to know each other a little bit. You two will go out to the bus, pick them up, help them with their wheelchair, go to the elevator, and then have them go up. The teachers will help them with changing, and then I and the teachers will probably, and, and y'all can help pick them up, but y'all probably be in the pool when we pick them up and bring them to you. Okay, so you'll be in the pool, we'll pick them up, put them in the pool. Um, you two can help put on their life uh, jackets and stuff like that. For Haley, I have you with uh, Harley, right? Um, Harley, he's uh, nonverbal. Um, he, he does have some stereotypical uh, behaviors, such as the hand clapping, um, spinning. Uh, he has a severe autism spectrum disorder. He's on the moderate to severe. Um, so behaviorally, he's a really, really good guy, really good person. Um, he just needs, he, he, he does put things in his mouth, so like the noodle is something that we, he won't be using. He does wear a life jacket, so you don't have to worry about utilizing noodles to keep him supportive. Um, he'll drink the water. Sometimes. Sometimes. Last um, semester we did get him out of the life vest a lot. Harley and Logan also take more than five minutes to get out of the pool. Mm -hmm. Emily, yeah. So yeah, they can get out on their own, but they, like, sometimes you'll see us and teachers, like, motivating them to get out of the pool or in the pool. So both Harley and um, Logan might not get in with the, with the routine of the class, maybe until the second week, but we try on that first day for everyone to kind of be doing the same thing. Even with the red light, green light, when I say green light, you're just kind of helping with the kicks and stuff like that. And... Um, the teachers will, will help as well. All right, everyone else, I'll probably um, let you know who your mentee is on the day of. Um, I can't, I mean, basically the, the information for everyone is basically the same, um, which is um, that 
they're all going to have an intellectual disability, but they should be pretty um, independent in the water. But there might be some behavioral concerns. And I don't like to really um, look into the future and tell you exactly what to expect. But I can tell you uh, with Harley and Logan and Christian Chaprim what to expect because that's a little bit higher need. So um, everyone else should be uh, pretty attentive and um, be able to comply with directions um, um, in the class, all right? So this is basically how we set it up and, and get set and ready to go in the pool. And then right now we'll go ahead and head up there. All right, so let's go ahead and you can turn those in for now. Who needs the change? You do? Okay. And then you can follow Marie up there and I'll head up behind you. 